0: Happy Easter Sunday, happy Easter Sunday, happy Easter fun day, and that's our song for you today about Easter. Welcome back to to the the Dead Dead to the World podcast. podcast. I'm Tasha. I'm
1: Lexi. And I'm Mama Don. And we didn't interrupt each other. Good job. Yeah, we're getting this like long distance recording down.
0: Long distance relationships are
1: hard. Did you notice her? Our last couple of podcasts have been a little bit better quality. Have they? Yeah. (laughs) It's been nice. It was hard to get there. But we finally did it. You know what's awesome? What? I went to see Journey in concert. It was amazing. I don't know how many people know out there, but... Oh, I can't remember his last name now. The original lead singer, Steve. He, He passed away. Well, he was the lead singer during their like best like hits era and there is a new gentleman who has taken over from Manila and he is it's amazing like he has uh, of course a little bit of an Asian accent but when he's singing you don't hear it at all he sounds exactly like Steve and he's like running all over the stage and then just belting out like crazy I get chills just talking about it so good
0: <laughs> it was so good it was the best
1: I don't know I wasn't there but I'm I'm just repeating what I'm hearing <laughs> Oh, you know what else I did? What? So Aunt Jen and I signed up for a tarot reading class. I thought it didn't happen. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) So we like go to the place and we were probably about a half hour early, and they're like, oh no, that started an hour ago. We're like, excuse me? Like your online ad that we signed up for the class says it starts at four. They're like, oh yeah, no, that started at three. What the heck? We're like, okay. And then they, like, just didn't say anything. They just stood there. That's so weird. Like, the one guy started to be like he was messaging somebody, and then a little while later, this lady comes from the back, and she's like, oh, did somebody have a question? And we're like, yeah, we were signed up for the tarot card reading class. And your website said it started at four, but they said it started at three. So we were just either we could have joined for the last hour or they could have at least told us when they were going to have another class. Yeah, but they literally just stopped talking. Or give you. your They money didn't back? say anything. Well, we did. Luckily, we didn't pay. Oh, okay. I time. was like, um. <laughs> so we we just finally just left, but we're like, okay, if we decide to do another one, we're definitely not going to do it there. Their customer service was terrible. So. Yeah. You're like, you've lost our business that you didn't even have in the first place because you can't get your times <laughs> right. So, and then we went and watched a movie, but then we went back to Jen's house and we read each other's tarot cards with like the little book that you just read that comes with the cards. Mm-hmm. It was very enlightening. Interesting. It was fun.
0: Oh, I guess I could have told you I have an actual book you could have took with you too. Do you? Yeah. It was okay. sitting right with the tarot cards. I'll have to go borrow it
1: because okay. I really do want to learn more about them.
0: Yeah, there's a book and it, like it, it's uh, directly related to that deck.
1: Oh, okay. So you can I was like, going to say, is it tarot cards for dummies? Because that's pretty much what I need.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. But it's really easy to understand. And it okay. like tells you even like if you pulled the card upside down, this is what it means if it like was upside down or this is mm-hmm. what it means if it was right side up or whatever.
1: Cool. Okay. Well, I guess we could get into what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, mom? What dreams may say about your personality. Ooh. Did Ooh. you know that your personality shines through in the way you dream? No, I did not. And I still don't know after researching the topic. <laughs> <laughs> it was a difficult topic. I will agree. I'm hoping that um, mom's information enlightens me. <laughs> okay. So I'm starting and I'm sorry because you've just heard me talk a whole bunch and then now I'm going to be talking with my... Oh my gosh. Always talk Stuff I'm supposed to be talking about. So um, I got my information from uh, readersdigest.com, introvertdeer.com, popsugar.co.uk, And there was an article that uh, talks about dreams and personalities. And it says, what was the last thing that you dreamt about? Believe it or not, your mind's subconscious wandering could say a lot about your personality. According to a recent survey by Best Mattress Brands, certain traits can influence the content of your dreams, including who is in them and what they are about. Over a thousand Americans took the Meyer briggs type indicator personality test to determine their basic characteristics so we will post the link for this personality test in our show notes so if after you listen to this you want to go ahead and do your own personality and then listen to this episode again and see if you agree with the things that it says or if you want to stop right now and go take it and then come back oh okay yeah you could do that too (laughs) mom's like no listen twice (laughs) (laughs) i'm okay with that too (laughs) okay so afterward the participants answered questions about their sleep and uh, dream patterns then the researchers compared the responses to their myers-briggs personality traits extroverts and introverts are polar opposites in many ways how they maintain and regain energy differs on the most basic level. Extroverts require human interaction to recharge, while introverts are drained by said human interaction and require alone time to get their energy back. Knowing this, it's no surprise that even the way the two personality types sleep and dream differ. The final results reveal a fascinating link between our personalities and dreams. For instance, introverts They dream about punching something with no effect 14% more often than extroverts. I just found that one really interesting. That actually makes me sound like I have anger issues, but I do that a lot. Like pretend to punch something. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Or uh, like, I'll I'll talk. I have an example of my own. I'll share in a little bit. Okay. Uh, The next one is dreaming about their father 14% less often than an extrovert and dreaming about work colleagues 12% less often than extroverts. Hmm. Now, an extrovert dreams about their teeth falling out, 14.2% less often than an introvert. We've talked about that here, about what, you know, the teeth falling out thing. And you'll probably learn that it makes sense why I dream about that. Dream about, uh, extroverts dream about traveling, 13.9% more often than an introvert. Extroverts dream about their boss, 10.7% more often than introverts. And extroverts remember their dreams about 5.7% more than an introvert. Interesting. So even their sleep quality is different. So an introvert is 14.8% less satisfied with feeling alert during awake hours than an extrovert. Yeah, we feel sleepy. Uh, introverts have lucid dreams 10.9% less often than an extrovert. And introverts fall asleep when they want to stay awake 7.7% more often than an extrovert. <laughs> makes sense for me. Yeah. I'm an introvert. Yeah, me too. I'm
0: an extrovert.
1: Maybe you didn't take the test right. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. What's that supposed to <laughs> mean? you
1: sleep a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, extroverts. They are 17.7% more satisfied with their level of energy during waking hours than an introvert, which makes sense. They're more like energetic Extroverts are 6.5% more satisfied with their ability to sleep through the night than an introvert. So they get, you know, more or less interrupted sleep. And extroverts have nightmares 8.3% less often than introvert. So think about that. Extroverts, maybe it's that confidence that a lot of extroverts seem to kind of give out. Maybe that's why they have less nightmares They're less scared of things. Um, So we took the personality test that I'm going to post in our show notes. And I didn't... uh, Lexi and Tasha haven't heard any of this information because I wanted to get their true thoughts on what they felt about what this says about dreams and what their personality traits were. Well, the first category being extroverted or introverted is the
0: mind is what it's referring to. So it says this trait determines how we interact with our environment. Okay. And then the intuitive or observant is your energy. So it says this trait shows where we direct our mental energy. You're either intuitive or observant, basically. Oh, okay. Um, Nature is the thinking and feeling. And it says this trait determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions. So do you make decisions based on your feelings or what your head is telling you? The next one is tactics, which is the judging or prospecting. And this trait reflects our approach to work, planning, and decision-making. Okay. And then the last one, identity, which is assertive or turbulent. This trait underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions. Interesting. So I'm assuming that means if you're assertive, you're more confident Yeah. in
1: your decisions and turbulent, the opposite, obviously. Well, thank you, Lexi. That does help. With making sense of them.
0: Yeah, and I was looking at this and I was like, "Mm, I don't know what any of this
1: means. I looked it up last night when I took the test because I was like, this doesn't make sense. (laughs) That's smart. Well, and I knew that like I make my decisions by feeling. And it's funny because we all do. Tasha was the feeling as well as Lexi too. So my personality type is a mediator, which I already knew that. Um, I'm a 65% introvert, 54% intuitive uh, 79% feeling, 65% prospecting and 68% assertive. And I thought that was perfect for me because I did fall under the introvert stuff. I dream about my teeth falling out. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting to me. So some fun facts about consoles
0: or my personality type is that they enjoy teaching and mentoring others.
1: And um, it says they have good handwriting. Well, that makes perfect sense for Tasha. Because you do. You are a caregiver. Like I, every kid that's ever around Tasha, every cat that's ever around Tasha. <laughs> every little sister, aka me, that's ever around Tasha. <laughs> yeah. And since I keep trying to talk you into going to school to become a teacher because you'd be so good at it. What were her percentages though in the different categories? Um, extroverted was 52, observant 60, feeling 52, judging 57, and turbulent 56. Hmm. So I'll the funny like thing close is close on the Yeah, she's almost right down the middle on everything to be honest because it's all just barely like in the 50s and 60, like 60 is the highest in any category and 52 is the lowest in any category. I would almost take that as you're very well rounded, Tasha.
0: I'd kind of have to agree though. Yeah. like I feel like I can be both.
1: Mhm. I can be like leave me alone, I don't want to talk to you, I'm going to sleep all day or Okay, I'm re- like, let's go out and do something. Well, and the funny thing is, is when I was around your age, I was a dental assistant and we would go to these different conferences to kind of learn how to like, run our office better and get along with our coworkers better, that kind of stuff. And one time we did one of these personality tests and we were showing them to the in- instructor and mine was like, down the middle. I I think it was four categories and it was the ones that were colored like yellow, red, blue, and something. And I was exactly even in all of the categories. And she was just like, I have never seen that before. (laughs) We did that at work the other day, actually. Oh, did you? Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Well, um, Lexi, you were an advocate. Do you want to say what that means? I didn't say what my mediator means. Well, I think that one's obvious. Yeah. It talks a lot about the fact that I go through life trying to help others be successful and I do try to do that so like I say I went and did an art archetype I think is what it's called archetype reading uh, with Jessica I've talked about her before she does energy work and it came out the same that I was a mediator so advocates tend to approach life with deep thoughtfulness and imagination that's perfect for you too so it's funny because Tasha growing up Especially, you know, like with sports and things, she would just jump in and just do. She didn't really need to have a lot of training or anything. She was comfortable just getting in there and just doing it. Where Lexi would sit back and kind of watch what was happening and then jump in and do it. So it's like you had to learn how to do it and feel comfortable and good at it. And then you would get in and do it. And when you did it, you did a great job. I do feel like I think more about things than other people too. Mm -hmm. like.
0: Someone will say something and I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting," and I'll think about it or like research it and stuff for a long time, and I'll bring it up to Sebastian later and he's like, "You're still thinking about <laughs> that? And I'm like, yeah,
1: <laughs> "Yeah." So you're 84% introvert, 70% intuitive, 64% feeling, 61% judging, and 86% turbulent which is funny. I'm 86% unsure of my decisions. <laughs> love that for me. But you know, I think when I was younger, remember I came up like even across the board. So when I was younger, I bet my assertiveness wouldn't have been 68. Yeah, Like it would have been lower. It's just as I've gotten older, I've learned more and become more confident in my abilities. Yeah, I still struggle though sometimes with feeling like maybe I'm not good enough or I'm not going to do it just right but I think everybody feels that way. Yeah, I think so. Somebody told me early on, just fake it till you make it. And so that's what I try to do. <laughs> that's just what pretend it fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
0: that's
1: what I've taught the girls too. Um, I was just going to say, I think
0: that that fits Lexi pretty well too. Cause I feel like as an advocate, like she's who I go to a lot when I'm like, what do I do?
1: What's your advice? True. Yes. Do I have the best advice ever? <laughs> you do. So, and Lexi, like, so you, do you about the teeth falling out? I do, very often, actually. Yeah. Um, Tasha, do you dream about traveling? Mm. What's Did your... you dream about your boss? Yes. So this is the extrovert stuff. I'm just asking, like, She's I know you remember your deal. dreams.
0: I know. I'm just thinking traveling, meaning like you getting on a plane and you're going somewhere or you're just, just like gentle, always all, all over the place. Yeah.
1: There was another little bit of information that I got from a different article, but I didn't add it all in, where it talked about a little bit like introverts tend to dream about their home or their work or like places that's familiar to them, where extroverts will dream about places maybe they've never been or dream about going to places. Like I know you love Greece. Have you ever dreamed about going there? I would say I have dreams of like places I
0: don't even know where they are.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I mean, you are only a 52% extrovert. So, like, you're barely an extrovert. Yeah, Tosh, you're barely an extrovert.
0: (laughs) I'm barely an extrovert.
1: So, because you've dreamed about your teeth falling out, but not, you don't dream about that all the time.
0: Like, once in a blue moon.
1: And then the story I was going to say about punching. So, I just remember one time I dreamed of my hometown. I grew up in a small town. We used to cruise Maine. If you don't know what that is, it's just when you get in your car and you go back and forth. And we had certain spots where we'd like flip a and turn around and just talk to friends and stuff. And one night I dreamed I was parked on the, on like the center street. There was a library on one corner, a pharmacy on the other, a Dairy Queen type place on the other, and then a rec center. So it was like really the center of town. And I was parked in front of the library and like we were talking to a bunch of friends, but then somebody made me mad. And in my dream, I was like literally in a fist fight with these people. But like I could barely get my arm to move and like my punch, like it just didn't really have any force behind it. Like it didn't really do anything. It was very anticlimactic. And so I thought that was really funny when a dream about punching something with no effect. 14% more often. It
0: was a dream. I just outwardly admit that I pretend to punch stuff in
1: oh. my everyday life. <laughs> oh. oh, I do that all the time. <laughs>
0: She's like, "Nope, nope, nope, it was a but dream. not even like in an angry way, but like sometimes just at work, I'll just sit there and I'll just
1: like pretend, pretend to, punch. to
0: punch something. I don't I'll, know why. That's
1: funny. Is that like me when I talk to myself? Like, I t- I think I talk to myself quite often too. I talk to myself all the time. But I know I tell people out at work loud to yourself. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, I tell people at work. I'm like I. If you hear me, like, just ignore me. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that part. We have a little bit more to share along this subject, and that would be surprising things dreams may reveal about you. Some of this is personality. Some of this is like baby help things. So it may sound a little familiar to when we did what your parasomnia might be saying about you. All right. So I'm going to continue if that's okay. Mom likes to talk a lot. To I you. do. I'm sorry. So... The first one is, your dreams may tell you how creative you are. Creative people are more likely to dream about unusual settings rather than home or work and about, and about obstacles in the natural world, such as a log or a rock that they can't get around. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, what? Creative people are more likely to dream about obstacles in the natural world, such as a log or a rock, but they can't get around it. That's interesting. I would think if you're creative that you'd figure out a way to get around it around in your it. dream. Maybe hmm. that was a typo in this article.
0: Or maybe it's just like you're not logically thinking, you're creatively thinking.
1: Oh, I guess so that's true. So maybe a
0: more logical person would get around it.
1: Okay, maybe. Mm, I um, can see that being maybe. The next is your political views, which this kind of guy goes back to Lexi's dreams about Mr. O- president obama
0: oh, i thought you meant like my personal dreams and I was
1: no like, what <laughs> no i don't remember this the president's episode if you haven't yeah. listened to it you should check it out it was a good one and i don't remember what number it was that's okay they'll find it okay it's dreams of american presidents yeah all right so self-described conservatives are more likely to have mundane realistic dreams while liberals have a more bizarre dream does that mean liberals are more open-minded or are they catching up in their own? Are they being caught up in their own fantasies? You take your pick.
0: So, I mean, I feel like it would be more open mindedness. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, hey, I, I ain't gonna say too much about politics. I ain't trying to get, we
1: ain't arrested. trying to get roast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that you've got a heart problem. So, a study of old adults, a older adults. A heart problem. Oh, it sounded like you said hurt. Oh, yeah. So your dreams may be telling you you have a heart problem. Okay. So a study of older adults found that those who had frequently had nightmares may be significantly more likely to suffer from a irregular heartbeat or chest pain compared to those who don't. And that may be because the heart problem can make it difficult to breathe at night. Oh. So if you're having a hard time breathing, then you might have a dream that a nightmare or like somebody's choking you or something like that. Um, yeah. if you're avoiding something so do you dream about being pursued by a stranger a monster or a giant tidal wave which funny enough Tosh the dream I sent you oh tidal wave tidal wave this could indicate that you're afraid of dealing with something in your waking life ask yourself what issue person or emotion you are not confronting so I guess maybe I need to work on that
0: maybe and you that could be your interpretation
1: Possibly. I'm just just kidding.
0: It's like, I'm not going (laughs) to. My work is done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's not. So that'll come. I think we were talking about maybe we'll do that on our anniversary episode that's coming up here in May. All right. How fast you'll bounce back from a divorce? So, divorce people who have longer, more dramatic dreams about the old relationship are more likely to adjust better to being single. Dreams may help divorce folks and, of course, the rest of us work through trauma. So that's interesting. Well, because if you dream about it more, you're working through it subconsciously. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of, and and this isn't dream related, but um, Daddy Dell's sister Carol, her husband passed away when they were fairly young, like in their 30s. And she said that the more she talked about his death, the easier it was for her to talk about it. And that she just felt like that was processing it. So she was always telling people, you know, when you're going through something, don't try to clam up. Like that's the time that you need to be talking about it because the more you talk about it, you can work through it, which is the same with dreaming about it. Yep. Makes sense. Um, so it also, your dreams may also be pointing to sleep apnea. So if you have terrible dreams about drowning, choking or suffocation, you could have sleep apnea a condition that causes you to stop breathing for seconds at a time while asleep. One study found that those kind of nightmares disappeared 91% of the time in patients with sleep apnea after they were treated with continuous positive airway pressure or CPAP therapy. Did you guys know that's what CPAP stood for? Yes. I didn't. (laughs) So it also could be pointing to the fact that you're a workaholic so type A personalities tend to report more disturbing dreams than laid back folks. Hard driving types put more pressure on themselves and stress can appear in their dreams. So if you have disturbing dreams, you might think about your work ethic. Are you are you have a good work-life balance or not? And then if uh, your dream could help you determine if you're going to ace the test. So college students spent... An hour learning how to navigate a complex maze. When tested later, the only students who performs or whose performance improved were those who had dreamed about the map during a nap. Dreaming may consolidate memories, which boost learning and problem solving skills. Well, remember that one time I had a dream that I would pass that test, and voila, and then I did. You passed your test. No, and I think that that's. I mean, I do dream about work stuff and problem solving in my dreams. And I have my best ideas like in the shower. I don't know if I'm the only one, but lots of times, like I'll be thinking about work in the shower, and all of a sudden, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I have the greatest idea!" And I have to try to remember it because it's not like I can write it down. Get my soap out, write on the shower wall. <laughs> that's not gonna. Genius. That's not gonna work. <laughs> okay, so that was my portion. I think. Um, it, I guess it doesn't matter who t- we go to next. Who would like to talk now?
0: I'll go. Okay, I'm in the mood to talk. Okay. So, my first one is if you're about to have a migraine. So, one study of 37 migraine sufferers found <laughs> sufferers sufferers. <laughs> one study of 37 migraine sufferers found that patients often have bad dreams that involve themes of anger and aggression before a migraine comes on. One theory is if a headache develops at night, the pain may trigger the nightmare. Makes sense. And if you're out of tune with your emotions, so many researchers believe dreams, especially nightmares, are our brain's way of making sense of your experiences. If a dream reoccurs and does not change much over time, it could be a sign that you're having trouble dealing with something emotionally. To resolve those issues, consider how the dream made you feel and which real life circumstances
1: might be prompting those emotions in you. So it's like you think of the emotions you had in the dream and think about what's happening in your real life Mm -hmm. that gives you those same emotions.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. And then it may reveal what kind of problem solver you are. Those who recognize that they're asleep while they're dreaming, lucid dreamers, are 25% better at solving problems compared to non-lucid dreamers, according to a study published in the journal Dreaming. Uh, researchers speculate that if you're insightful enough to realize that you're dreaming while asleep, then that may translate into better insight for solving problems when you're awake. Cool. So they're calling
1: me stupid because I never lucid dreamed before. <laughs> You've never lucid dreamed? Never. But you've dreamed about flying, which I never have. Yeah, I'm on another level. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Next up is who you're closest to. The people you have the strongest relationships with appear most frequently in your dreams. Uh, Your dreams are a very accurate mirror of your emotional relationship, says psychologist Kelly Buckley, PhD. So when I'm analyzing your dreams and you dream most often of your father, I can predict that you are closer emotionally to your
1: father than, and that's highly likely to be accurate. Is what she said. It makes sense though. I mean, I do dream about family a lot. And then what what did you say? Was introverts are less likely to dream about their fathers. So it said uh introverts dream about their fathers 14% less often than an extrovert.
0: I don't know if I've ever dreamt about dad, I'm gonna be honest. I can maybe recall
1: like, okay, maybe one dream that I thought of as I said that. But I don't think dad is ever in my Uh, dreams. I've dreamed about my dad a few times. But the ones that I can remember of, one I'm positive was a visitation. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones was like he was dead in the dream. Like we were getting ready for his funeral. Yeah. So um, that's very interesting. But I dream about my mom all the time. Yeah. But like, so like you or Tosh
0: or, you know, Sebastian and stuff will just be like mm-hmm. gra- common characters in my dream, even if they don't have anything to do with what's going on. Dad
1: is never there. That's in- interesting. But yet yeah, you have a close relationship with dad or why maybe you'll you know dream I mean? about him tonight since we're talking about it maybe <laughs> anyway i just wanted to ask yeah um okay next is that you
0: have to prepare for change so sometimes dreams act as a rehearsal for upcoming challenges roslyn cartwright phd a psychologist and the founder of the sleep disorder service and research center at rush university medical center in chicago if that was a mouthful says that your brain takes any emotionally hot material and uses dreams to process them so when you wake, you'll be able to deal with the situation better. Which is, So it's almost like you
1: subconsciously know this change is happening. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Well, it just kind of reminds me because at night when you're tired, if anything bad happens, say you had an argument with your best friend or something. I just remember when you guys were younger, it would be like the end of the world. <laughs> Super emotional. And I'd be like, you know what? Like, you're really tired. Just go to sleep. It won't seem so bad in the morning. And I always thought about it as you're just more refreshed, but it literally could be because you dreamt about the situation and worked it out in your sleep.
0: Yeah, like your so brain
1: can process the situation in your sleep. Yeah. So by the time you woke up, you'd pretty much already solved your feelings about the issue.
0: That's so interesting. Or Dreaming I should is say. Wild. I should say resolved your issues. Yeah. Okay. Next up is that you're sick. Um, according to the Mayo Clinic, being sick, especially with a fever, could trigger nightmares. And if you ignore or explain away symptoms, your night your nightmares may be the
1: wake-up call that you need to look after your health. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Or Tasha who thinks that people are yelling her name. Yep. I did that too once I remember
0: on Halloween. For some reason when I have a fever too, I always have this recurring dream of like, think of like a, you know, those like high heel shoes, but they're a couch. It's like a couch, but it looks like a
1: high heel shoe. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking (laughs) about. Like a a chase lounge kind of thing. Yes. So
0: think of that. And then think of that old toy you used to play with where like, you put your hands in that needles and it, like, does the shape of your hand, oh, but it yeah. doesn't hurt. Oh, okay. Hurt.
1: Or, like, your face. You can put yeah, on your face you like, and stuff, yeah. yeah.
0: Think of the chair as those. And, like, every time, like, I couldn't, like, I was having to sit on it and it hurt and they kept going down, but yet it didn't hurt. I don't know. It's weird. I have that every time I get have a fever. Really? <laughs>
1: I don't think you've ever told me that. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's way weird. I don't know. (laughs) So is it like an impression of your butt then on the other side? I don't know. Where it like pushes down?
0: (laughs) She doesn't get that far. (laughs) I don't get that far. Okay, next up is your blood sugar is low. So people who suffer from diabetes experience nightmares when they have a large dip in blood sugar, also known as hypoglycemia. That's how you say that, right? Hypoglycemia. Dang it, I was close. Hypoglycemia. Uh, This is a severe symptom that could occur if you take too much insulin.
1: That's interesting. Mm, I knew that... Interesting. Yeah, I know that diabetics, because I am related to a few, have you know, have to really watch their blood sugar at night or make sure they eat the right things before they go to bed so they don't have it either go too high or too low while they're sleeping.
0: Yeah, that's kind of tricky. I didn't
1: realize they had dreams that could indicate that they were low.
0: Um, and then the last one I have is that your period might be approaching... So, some women report having wild dreams right before their period, and hormones do play a role in dreams. Uh, OBGYN physician Dr. Christine Northup says that the day before a period, women experience a hormonal flux causing erratic sleep and dreams. Uh, The theory is that the week before your period starts, there is less REM sleep. Dreams, however, mainly occur when you're in REM sleep. So, when you're on, or expecting your period, you're not necessarily dreaming more, but you're waking up and remembering more due to the uncomfortable nature of your menstrual cycle. And I also will probably say that if a woman who's about to start her period is not getting as much REM sleep, maybe that's why we're more ornery. Oh no, it makes Could sense. Be. Leading up to our period. Because I always feel super tired leading up to it, but I didn't realize there was an actual... It actually interferes with your sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense, especially if you... You know, experience cramps a lot, but even just the bloating itself without cramps is uncomfortable. True, the whole thing is uncomfortable. Yeah, we deserve more credit than we get for periods. (laughs) Honestly, I think I've mentioned women are tough and we deal with a lot of stuff.
0: Women are better than everyone else. Just kidding. Hmm. (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't know if I should agree or disagree. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was my last one. So it's on to you. Okay. So my first one is whether you'll give up smoking for good. So a study was found that the more you dream about smoking, the experience of guilt associated with falling off the wagon, the
1: more likely you are to actually quit. That goes in line with the uh, dream deciphering Episode that when I got my information off that cannabis uh, support group off Reddit, Mm -hmm. that's what they were saying, too. So interesting. Yeah. But I guess if you're dreaming about, you know, smoking and you're not feeling guilty about it, then you're probably not ready to quit. True.
0: Um, Then your risk for Parkinson's. So up to 90% of people who act out violent dreams by like punching or kicking or yelling while they are asleep may eventually develop Parkinson's disease. The behavior may indicate REM sleep behavior disorder as an early sign
1: of the disease. And if you listen to our acting out your dreams, the REM sleep behavior disorder episode, I think we mentioned Parkinson's disease. Parkinson's disease in there
0: so how easy your labor and delivery would be so pregnant women who dream about their labor will shorten their actual birth experience by an hour according to research so experts believe that dreaming about labor helps the woman anticipate and emotionally prepare so that they're able to relax and have easier deliveries
1: in real life That's awesome. I know. I wonder if it also, too, is almost like a dress rehearsal for your brain to tell your body what to do. Oh, yeah, that's true. So that maybe that's what also makes it easier. Hmm, I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, that's smart. I hadn't thought about it that way either until just (gasps) now. Until just
0: now. (laughs) Um, So whether you're depressed. So depressed people start dreaming much sooner than others. So as early as 45 minutes after falling asleep rather than the usual cycle of 90 minutes. Hmm. So if you're, you know, that could be a sign of depression. If you're, you fall asleep and, you know, boom, dream. So does that
1: mean if I take a 20 minute nap and I dream the whole
0: time?
1: (laughs) That maybe (laughs) you've got a problem. I don't know. Uh, But it also reminds me, Tosh, remember when you had mono and that you talked about dreams being an escape for you. I, I mean, I definitely believe that the mono brought on depression because you were not able to do the things that your body was used to doing. That's true like all your soccer and stuff like that was like all of a sudden went from being really easy to being very hard. Yeah, it sucked.
0: Um, Next one is if you should see a therapist. Recurrent or repeated nightmares that keep you from sleeping are another hallmark sign of anxiety and depression. And Anxiety? Did I say it wrong again? Yes.
1: You just said anxiety instead of anxiety.
0: Anxiety or depression. If your nightmares surge after a disturbing event, the trauma may be too big for your brain to psychologically digest. And so a sleep therapist or a psychologist Psychologist. Psychologist could help. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, And then also what medications you're taking. So many drugs are known to cause bad dreams, including antidepressants, antibiotics, and some antihistamines. So well, if you're having really bad dreams,
1: maybe yeah. your medication. Could be. And or like me, I may have eaten dairy. I have terrible nightmares. dreams. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm lactose intolerant, so I really shouldn't be eating dairy anyway. But if I have like a milkshake or something like that before I go to bed, whew, my dreams are insane. Oh, it's so
0: weird. That's interesting. I wish I had something I knew of like for sure. That like if I did something, I'd have like crazy dreams.
1: Yeah, and it makes them super vivid, and they're like those dreams that don't really make sense because it's like jumping from location to location and activity to activity. It's weird. Hmm. That's interesting.
0: Um, So the next one is deaths may be near. So they say uh, the closer a person is to passing, so him or like he or she themselves, are more likely to dream about other ones who have already passed on. I don't like
1: that. Yeah. And I almost wonder if just because of what I believe as far as like our spirits have a place that they go beyond this world, that I would almost think that they're having visitations from their family, getting them ready to move on to the next life, the next step of their existence.
0: True. And then my next one and last one I have is how likely you are to fight your spouse. So did you dream about your partner's infidelity You just increase the chances that you're going to argue with him or her the next day, according to the University of Maryland. So having a sex dream, on the other hand, though, could boost your feelings of love and intimacy. The way that it worded like how likely you are to fight your spouse just made me picture like a physical fight. And I was like, (laughs) what? How likely are you going to punch your spouse? That's what it sounded like.
1: So when I called dad because I had the dream, he was cheating on me and said, have you been cheating on me? Yeah
0: causing a fight makes sense
1: causing a fight yeah I was gonna say
0: because I've mentioned the reoccurring dreams I've had as well like with Kyle but it's not Kyle and it's like mm-hmm. he leaves me and it's like I don't know where my life is going and such and this and I've there's multiple different ways I could interpret that but also it's like I feel like when I have those dreams my days aren't as like cheerful because I'm like thinking about that all day
1: yeah like, and I, I didn't think... like
0: the way it made you feel like in the dream you know
1: yeah. And it just like they said, it'll make you feel, if you dream something like infidelity, then you'll feel more distant from them. And if you dream about actually having sex with them, you'll feel closer to them. Right. Those stupid dreams sometimes.
0: Sometimes our brains do us dirty.
1: Exactly.
0: So those were the ones I had from the article. Um, I do have a personal one or not personal, but I did have like a separate one. Um, story dream
1: from a website I found. Lexi, did you have one as well? Yeah, I do. Let's do yours, Tosh, and then go to Lexi and then back to me and I'll end it. Okay, perfect. So um, not end it all, just end this episode. Oh,
0: (laughs) Sorry, I thought (laughs) just could have been taken wrong. Okay, you can leave it out. Um, Okay, so my dream that I found um, in relations to um, some of the personalities that I had um, was a nicotine patch. So I kind of mentioned a little bit about like the smoking. So a dr- uh, user share that they usually will vivid dream or sometimes lucid dream when they're wearing a patch to sleep. Hmm. So one user dreamt of a violent scene where his family member got stabbed and he woke up sweating and ready to run to the police. And then he kind of realized, oh, he was wearing his nicotine patch. Another user shared that he had a dream where he was eaten by a clown and then was able to talk to relatives that had passed away. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Um, A female user reported dreaming about being at work, which can be a very busy scene. The dream was her being very stressful, and then she woke up multiple times from her sleep. And one last user shared that he had a dream where he spent an entire week on a snowboarding trip and had 10 hours of road trip. He remembered details such as going to the resort, being with his friends on the mountains, and
1: then having the ability to fly. Hmm, interesting. So, I mean, I'm just asking, you might not know the answer to this question. So are they not supposed to sleep with the patch on? I mean, I don't know. Don't quote me on this. But, uh, you
0: know, it says, while the dreams may seem harmless, you know, having the patch on at bedtime could disrupt your sleep. Bec- uh, because it could induce like nightmares or s- being scared or stressful, so I. This is just Tasha. I wouldn't say it's probably bad to sleep with the patch, but just know if you do sleep with the nicotine patch on, you're just maybe more likely to not have as much restful sleep.
1: So it could be um, that if you are someone who has the terrible dreams with the patch on, then you might want to take it off. Maybe when you go to bed and see if that makes a difference. But I guess it just depends on if the cravings are worse. And because that would interrupt your sleep too. True. If you're having nicotine cravings.
0: Also, this is kind of unrelated, but it's reminding me talking about this that I read in a book. The book is called Atomic Habits, like the other day. And it was talking, obviously it's about habits, (laughs) but it was talking about like quitting smoking or like quitting an addiction or something like that. And it was saying, if you are trying to do that, um, just changing like how you talk about it and your mindset about it can be like very beneficial. So like if someone, if you're trying to quit smoking and someone comes up to you and asks you if you smoke, instead of saying like, oh, I'm trying to quit smoking, you just say, no, I don't smoke. And just mm-hmm. new changing the way you talk about it and think of it
1: will help you. Yeah, it's like your affirmations. Yes. So like, like if you keep telling yourself... yourself say
0: it out loud, like you're, you're no not longer... saying, okay, I'm quitting smoking, I'm trying to quit smoking. You're like, no, I'm not a smoker, I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. So you're putting some finality on it, which I'm saying probably sounds easier than it is because I don't—I've never
1: been in the situation, but I don't know. The that's thing is, there you go. <laughs> the thing go is, is you believe yourself, so that's why when you're doing affirmations, you have to read them out loud, yeah, to hear yourself. Say you it. believe your voice, so if you do tell yourself you are quitting and then you're no longer a smoker, your body will believe it and make it easier for you to quit.
0: Mm-hmm. I did just want to say. That's such great advice, and everyone should definitely apply that to their lives, unless your doctor asks you. (laughs) Okay. Do you
1: smoke? No. No. (laughs) Don't. Do you drink? No. (laughs)
0: Just saying. Just Just saying a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, good
1: point. If if you haven't quite achieved it yet, then yes, your medical team should know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
0: you, Tasha. You're welcome. Okay, on to you, Lex. Okay, so I found a a period. You (laughs) found a period? I found a dream. Because um, I mentioned your menstrual cycle can have something to do with your dreams. So I found a dream about being on your period while this person was on their period. Does that make sense? Okay. So the username is Killian Murphy on Reddit who posted this. And it says, I had a really weird dream that I moved back to the city where my parents live, back in with my parents. I met this guy and started dating him. He was very obviously gay, but that did not bother me. He was in the fashion industry, some sort of gay model, and I did not particularly like him. However, I liked the friendship I had with him. He told me that there was a party my friends and I should attend later on, and I said, okay. On the day of the party, I got my period and I couldn't find tampons. I knew I had loads at home, but I couldn't remember where they were. The guy called me up saying he was going to bring the party to my house. I began to panic as my friends were already downstairs buzzing the intercom. I asked my mother if she had some money that I could go purchase them. She said I had loads around their house and to use them up first. All of the boxes were empty. Again, I was panicking and my mother gave me $10 to purchase them. I went to the store and all of the boxes were above $22 and I realized I had not brought enough cash and went home. The party turned up to my house and everyone was giving me a boot bewildered, judgmental stare as I was bleeding everywhere in a state of panic over tampons.
1: Oh, no. Oh, man. (laughs) That's terrible. It is terrible.
0: But then kind of how it mentioned in the information that you don't necessarily have different dreams or dream more. You're just waking up more frequently because you don't get as much REM sleep. I wonder if we always have stress dreams about periods while you're on your period. And you just don't remember him. Could be. If you don't wake up. I think that could totally be true because for me personally, um, I i mean, this might be TMI, but I have a pretty heavy flow. So like I'm always worried I'm going to bleed through during mm-hmm. the night. And
1: so I could see how that might play into like my dreams. Yeah. Because you're constantly like, oh, do I need to check? Yeah. Like, oh, oh do, do I need, I need to, to go check? to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: Do I need to go change my tampon? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Us women, we do deal with a lot of stuff. Was that the only story you yes, had? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you just like stopped talking. i just here. Well, the one thing that I failed to remember to bring up at the beginning of this episode is Happy Easter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is posting on Easter Sunday. Happy
0: Easter Sunday. So, Happy Easter Su- Wait, let's I mean, do a little song right now and I'll put it in the beginning. Oh. And if you're listening <laughs> to this right now, we apologize for the song in the beginning.
1: So I think that most people who have been listening to us for a while probably have picked up on the fact that we are Christians. And so I feel like, you know, Easter just wouldn't be complete. This episode wouldn't be complete if I didn't talk about Easter at all. So I just have some really short like dream interpretation meanings if you dream about some different things that go along with Easter. So my first one is, what does it mean to dream about Easter mass? says, traditionally, uh, the Easter holidays are about resurrection. If you dream you are participating in the Easter resurrection mass, it means that you might receive a big dignity soon, which I looked up dignity. Oh, well, I, never mind. <laughs> She's
0: like, I don't know what dignity is.
1: <laughs> I <was laughs> She's like, I it. don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's because it's being used in a different way. The Easter mass featured in your dream can be an omen of protection and joyfulness. So there you go. What do you think it means if you dream about the Easter Bunny? Well, let but me tell you. <laughs> not like the leprechaun. <laughs> Easter Bunny's a little creepy, but not on the same level. <laughs> uh, seeing yourself in church at Easter is also a good sign of, abu- of an abundant future and good relationships with people in your entourage. Like the colorful Easter eggs, the Easter Bunny is a symbol of joy, sunlight, and fertility. Dreaming about the Easter Bunny is a very good omen. I've never dreamt about the Easter Bunny. (laughs) I don't think I have either. Uh, What does it mean to hold the cross in a dream? Uh, Get rid of your worries by doing good deeds in your daily life and always try to keep your mind well. When you hold the cross in a dream, it reminds you of Christ. And then this is something I got off of Reddit. I figured I wouldn't truly be being myself if I didn't come up with something funny to share. So this one is from Tahoe Pines 45. Just had this weird dream last night that I bought some Easter eggnog, and once I opened it, instead of a drink, it had four eggs in it. Some were cracked open, and I saw chicks Chicks. (laughs) hatching. Yes. Some were cracked open, and I saw chicks hatching. I threw it out immediately. I about puked. And yes, Easter eggnog is a real thing now. What? They do. They have eggnog at Easter time. I'm looking it up. They oh, do. I've geez, seen it at Walmart.
0: You. Oh, my gosh. Is it colored? No, okay. It just it just, it, Easter eggnog. It's just
1: eggnog, but they decorated the box like Easter. Easter. I mean, eggnog is just good. It's fine any time of year in my book. Yeah, I like it. Except for I wish that they would make it. They, I wish they would make an alternative. So this is shout out to anybody who works for a company <gasps> that makes eggnog. Please get some like almond milk eggnog or something. Yeah, for real. Because I drink eggnog once in a while, but it does not make my body happy. Update. They have Peeps brand Easter eggnog mm-hmm. that are flavored
0: like the Peeps. Exactly. Of like marshmallow or chocolate marshmallow.
1: Oh. That sounds absolutely
0: disgusting. I'm not going to lie. Also, I bet it tastes
1: good though. <laughs>
0: with eggnog, are you are you a person that drinks eggnog like straight? Or are you a person that dilutes your eggnog with milk? I have to dilute it. It's too strong. Oh no, no. Are you no, a no. person that dilutes it with... Uh, Almond milk. Rum. Oh, rum. Hot toddies. Oh, hot toddy.
1: Tosh. Oh, yeah. Does Tosh dilute with oh. rum? You never know these I days. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, we appreciate you joining us. And if you could please uh, give us a rate and review on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Podchaser. And a big shout out to all those people who have done that for us. We really appreciate it.
0: And if you want to follow us on our social media accounts, they are all at Dead to the World Podcast. And you can join our Facebook group at DTTW Dream Team. And if you have any wonderful, beautiful, telling stories, please or just e- anything, actually, if you have anything to share with us, <laughs> please send those to Dead Podcast at gmail.com. Please let me know if you drink Easter eggnog. Please yeah. let me know if you dilute it or not. and please join us next time to find out what happens when we are dead Dead to the the world world. happy
1: easter happy easter